Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 1308. Today, we learn just how awful the First Order really is. We also learn about the damage that the Resistance bombers took to their squadrons before they even entered the fray in The Last Jedi. And we discover the potential fate of Finn's parents. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Trisha Barr, author of Ultimate Star Wars and host of Fangirls Going Rogue. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and we are continuing our conversation today about Cobalt Squadron, which is the novel by Elizabeth Wine that takes place just before and during as well The Force Awakens and thus just before The Last Jedi. And this is a spoiler-filled episode, so if you haven't read the novel and don't want it spoiled for you, then save this podcast for a later date. Otherwise, if you are cool with me telling you the details of just how bad the First Order is, then let's just dive right in. So we hear from Reeve and Casca Panzoro, the grandmother and grandson. Actually, I should probably clarify for those of you who haven't or won't read the book that Reeve is the grandson and Casca is the grandmother. Anyway, uh, they tell the Resistance that the First Order is tearing apart their planet, that they're killing thousands of people every day, they're shooting ships out of the sky that are trying to go get help, they're plundering their gas and minerals, and they're not allowing travel between the two planets of Atera Alpha and Atera Bravo. This is a big problem for Atera Bravo in specific, because Atera Bravo can't make its own water or can't make enough of its own water to survive. They actually import water from Atera Alpha. And as a result, thousands of people on Atera Bravo, according to Reeve and Casca, died within the first couple weeks of the blockade that had been initiated by the First Order. Now, they didn't just put up a blockade with ships. They also put minefields around the planet, and they installed automatic cannons on some of the larger asteroids in the Atera system. They also have multiple squadrons of TIE fighters kicking around the joint. And there was a neat little detail that I I don't know if this was intentional or not, but Rose in her monitoring of screens and sensors to see what's going on in the system as they are trying to do their drops of supplies and whatnot, she sees dazzling white sparks on her screen that represent the TIE fighters on screen. And, you know... If you remember the 80s Star Wars game, the one in the arcade where you would go and blow up the Death Star and whatnot, the TIE Fighters would be launching these like white snowballs at you, basically, that would damage you. That was their laser fire instead of you know what you actually see on screen in Star Wars. But it reminded me so much of what the TIE Fighters shoot at you, the description of how the TIE Fighters appear on Rose's screen. I hope that was an intentional little thing. And the TIE Fighters actually do a lot of damage to the Resistance Bomber fleet. They're supposed to make four drops, and that's over the course of a few days. 
And they make the first drop okay, but the TIE fighters have seen them and are on to them. So the second time they show up to make a drop, there are tons of TIE fighters waiting for them. And they actually destroy three resistance bombers, the Wasp, the Scarab, and the Hornet. But that is absolutely not the worst of it. So before they can start these airlift runs, Leia wants them to do some reconnaissance on the surface of a Terra Bravo to verify that the story they're being told by Reeve and Casca Panzoro is true. So she sends Paige and Rose on a mission with Reeve and keeps Casca at the base on Dakar as a sort of friendly hostage, if you will. But she sends Reeve and Paige and Rose, and once they get down onto a Terra Bravo, they see an atrocity that goes beyond anything you've heard about the First Order. And it has to do with something that Reeve calls a death transport. So what he says is that the First Order is gathering people up on a Terra Bravo, flying them into space, but the cells that they keep these people in are not atmospherically controlled, so they die in space. And they seem to be going back to Atera Alpha, if I'm understanding how this goes, because supposedly there are a couple of large freighters that are kept on Atera Alpha, and every once in a while, one of those freighters shows up at a random spot on Atera Bravo and dumps thousands upon thousands of bodies into the sea of Atera Bravo. And this is a strategic move by the First Order because the seas of Atera Bravo are acidic and will thus dissolve the evidence. Now, not to be a First Order apologist or anything like that, but the story isn't necessarily 100% verified. It is Reeves' word for the most part. And as Rose is trying to look through a set of macro binoculars at the ship, she says she doesn't really want to see what is possibly happening and that the angle for where the transport was was wrong, but that it was pretty clear from Reeves' reaction what was happening and that there was no reason to disbelieve him. Now, after the dumping has been completed, they observe the First Order stormtroopers hosing down the crates that had had whatever it was that they dumped into a Terra Bravo's acidic sea. So again, there's every reason to believe that they're actually dumping thousands of bodies, as Reeves said. So you can add genocide to the list of the First Order's atrocities, perhaps unsurprisingly, but there it is. And as for what this has to do with Finn's parents, well, I'll explain that on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do. So please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. All right, so here is the deal. We know that the First Order is taking children, stealing children from other planets in order to indoctrinate them into the First Order and have them become stormtroopers and officers and so on and so forth. But... What we don't necessarily know is what happens to the parents of all of the children that are being stolen. Well, Reeve Panzoro says that 
the folks of Aterra Bravo and Bravo Rising, the resistance group that's on Aterra Bravo, they think that the First Order might be bringing people from other systems to Aterra Bravo to dispose of the bodies as well. Now, that's a supposition on Reeves' part and on Bravo Rising's part, so we can't say for sure, but it does seem to have a very strong implication for the fate of Finn's parents, the idea that if they were taking kids, then why wouldn't they dispose of the parents to make sure that there was nobody to complain about what had happened to their children? So you can imagine the First Order doing something like rounding up the parents of all the kids that they took and taking them up into space like they did with the Terra Bravo folks, letting them die in space and dumping the bodies out on some backwater outer rim slash unknown regions planet with an acidic sea like a Terra Bravo. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one. Do you think Finn's parents are alive or do you think the First Order killed them after they took Finn from them? Please share your thoughts with me on Facebook, facebook.com slash SW7X7 or just search Star Wars 7X7 on your Facebook app. That's how you'd look it up. All right, that is going to do it for today's rather grim episode. Sorry about that, but hey, you know, it's just like Reeve said, we got to get the news out to the galaxy about how the First Order is murdering that planet. So my job to let you know how they were murdering the planet too. Anyway, thank you again for listening, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you test out your new robot hand, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not the Rebel Fleet, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.